praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He is so worthy. Yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a day. What a day. What a day. What an awesome day to be in the Lord, to be in the word, to be in his word. Praise God. God bless you, Sister Sheila. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I tell you, I'm trying to get together so that we can have a good time in the Lord. You know, because the Lord gave me such a wonderful topic. It's, you know, that the, the fact that the signs are showing us that, that, you know, we're coming out. We're coming out of this mess. We're coming out of this pandemic. We're coming out of all the things that are happening around us. And yet, the question is, now what? Now what? Now what? You tell me, now what after that? And, and that's where he wants us to, um, you know, to find ourselves asking the question, um, now what do we do? What do we do? What do you want us to do, Lord? Uh, you know, because it's not just, well, you know, um, he's coming out. No, 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 no. We're coming out. No, it's more than that. It is, it is actually the fact that, you know, we find ourselves, um, we find ourselves stuck in a place that we've been stuck in for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, uh, 15 months. Okay. That's a long time. That's a long time to have a habit because that's what it becomes. It becomes a habit. And as it becomes that habit for you and for me, um, how do we untangle ourselves from this so that we can find ourselves um, moving forward in the Lord so we can, we, you know, we're not going to be asking ourselves, well, you know, what's happening, um, not, not fully understanding what's going on in our lives. There is just so much that, you know, that we need to, uh, to have some, some discussions about. And, and as I speak to you, I am just, um, excuse me, I, I'm just sending out some final uh, shout outs um, because of our wave service today. I, uh, I skipped out in order to get to the wave service. So now that I am back, I am trying as hard as possible to do everything um, at this time, you know. So, um, but it's all good. It's all good because I know that God is, God is in the midst and being in the midst, he's taking care of me. So he's giving me what I should do and how I should do it. So I want to continue to, um, to, to run, run this race in the Lord, run this race as, um, as, as we would like to, to run it. Amen. Run this race. So I'm going to start with, uh, with a prayer. I'm going to ask you, Lord, I ask you, Lord, as we come to you today, I ask you, Lord, to continue to keep, bless, and protect us, uh, to show us the way, Lord. Give us your wisdom, your revelation, your knowledge, your understanding of where we should be and what we should be doing at this time as we are hearing the news that we are coming out from this 15-month this, uh, uh, hiatus. Um, where so much has happened, um, Lord, we, we need you. We need your guidance in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, and we give you the honor. We give you the glory, and we give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, yeah, we're coming out. We're coming out, my brother. God bless you, Pastor Evans. Yeah, we're coming out. Look. Look, see, as we listen to the news today, we find ourselves being optimistic 
that this pandemic is coming to an end for us, for all of us. So no doubt we have come through. You and I know we've come through a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of drama and trauma over the past 15 months. And we can now look back and say, we survived the bad news, the negative diagnoses, the crazy theories, and you know, the just plain nonsense. It doesn't mean that it did not leave us shaken, confused, shell-shocked, no. There is no need though for us to go through the litany of, of events uh, because each and every one of us was touched um, to some degree in some way. The circumstance may have been different, but the outcome was the same. There was loss, there was grieving, there was fear, there was even a heightened awareness of our own mortality even through it all, we as Christians could not help but continue to call on the Lord for ourselves and in intercession for our loved ones, um, for our friends, uh, for friends of friends, family of friends, for people we didn't even know, for countries that, that you know, we, we may not have been turning our attention to, but, but we found ourselves calling on the Lord as we hear things and we see things, calling on him so that we can move forward, so that, so that he, is, he, he can show us the way, show us what to do. Amen. Praise God. So we have to ask the question, now what? So was there any one of us who could say that they haven't prayed now more than they have ever prayed before the pandemic, my God, or uh, read the word more than they did or watched um, or listened to some virtual sermons more than they did before uh, the pandemic? Somehow though, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, we got a little closer to the Lord. Some of us might not have even realized it, but we did get a little closer to the Lord. God bless you, Sister Fatima. Praise God. Praise God. So now that we are beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel, here's my challenge to you and to me. As the good times begin to manifest itself, the challenge for us is that we will be intentional about getting even closer to God. Being intentional about getting even closer to God. You see, according to, you know the song, Just a Closer Walk With Thee, um, and, and I hope that even in your youth you know it, Pastor Evans, you know, we, we, we sing just a closer walk with the, you know, I am weak, but you are strong. When we were in the pandemic, we were still weak and God was still strong. We, we asked him to, to keep us. We asked Jesus to keep us from all wrong. My Lord, we told him we'll be satisfied as long as we walk. Let us walk close to him. So let, so what's stopping us? I, I guess some of us may not have sang that song for a while, but I'm bringing it back to our remembrance. Amen. Sister Sheila, you said that was the Lord's plan. Praise God, intentionally or unintentionally from our perspective. But you say his plan was for us to get a little closer to it. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor Evans, you know it. I know it. I know it. I see it. I hear it, you know. Uh, even people who, who may not even, uh, have not even spoken about, you know, about the Lord, suddenly I find them, you know, very quietly having something to say, just opening up the topic just a little bit, which is so wonderful for us as Christians, as long as we pick up the cues. But let me go back. We are coming out. Now what? So here's what I really want us to be mindful about as we continue this leg of our Christian journey. As we begin to come out, I'm not saying we're out, but as we are be begin to come out toward that light that we are seeing at the end of the tunnel, okay? It's a light that we are seeing at the end of the tunnel. There are, so what I wanted us to talk about are three points. One, 
this period of trouble will surely end. I like the word surely because, you know, uh, like in Psalm 23, when we hear surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. With certainty, this period of trouble will surely come to an end. It may, co <laughs> it may come to an end, um, you know, during right here and right now, or if Jesus comes back, that period is coming to an end. Bam. Okay. But it surely will. We touched on it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. That's number one. Two, there will be a transition between the end and the new beginning. There will be, there's got to be a transition between the end and the beginning. And just to let you know that transition is temporary, and I'll break that down a little bit later. We can't stay there. So as we get out from this old and we go into the new, we are going into uncharted territory. This is not business as usual. We're not going back to the way it used to be. So the third point is that we've got to let Jesus lead us. Let us follow. You remember that same light that we, that we are seeing now at the end of the tunnel? We got to follow that same light. The same one that we saw as we are coming out is the same one that's going to lead us in. Oh, praise God. So this basically is what I want us to chew on for this particular broadcast. Okay. The period is surely going to end. There's going to be a transition and Jesus has got to be the one leading us. Amen. So I want to put this in context, just in a very general context for us. Um, I want us to recall the children of Israel when they were coming out of bondage from Egypt. You know, um, they could do nothing on their own when they were in bondage. They were in slavery. We talk about bondage. They were in slavery. Amen. They could do nothing. They were told to do this. They were commanded what about what needed to be done go find straw yourselves and make bricks according to the 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 quarter that i give you so there there, there was no no way for them to say well you know maybe um maybe this is it or maybe there was nothing like that that was just straight up they had to do what needed to be done. And yet they were assured by God through Jesus, through Moses, that they would be brought out with a mighty hand. I don't know, but did they believe that it ended? You know, I want us to get to a, a similar situation. Um, did they really believe that it ended? Or did they doubt Moses at the least sign of trouble? Ooh, Pharaoh's army is coming. Oh, we shouldn't have done this. Despite the miracles, despite the signs, despite the wonders that God displayed. Some of them even complained, watch it, about the good stuff they ate while they were in quarantine. Oops, excuse me, while they were in bondage. Uh, that was my slip. Excuse me. I don't know if it was a real slip, but we'll, we shall see. Because we're talking about the Israelites. They even complained about the good stuff. All they could remember is the leeks and the melons. Not the hard labor. Not the injustice. Not the killing of the, the innocent uh, male babies. No, they wouldn't remember that. But they remember the food. My God. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Brenda. Because you see, in their transition, their minds were still on the past. I'm talking about them. But you know we're going to have to relate it to us. One foot in Egypt and one foot in the desert. And, and I want to add that their minds were focused on the things they enjoyed. Watch it. No matter where it was. Okay. So, you know, those who enjoyed the stimulus checks um, during the pandemic, right? Oh, yeah. But still... That pandemic was temporary and you had to get out of it. Amen. And they had to transition. So, you know, the leeks and the melons, uh, let, me, let me not talk about the stimulus checks anymore. But no matter what, where it was, they were focused on the things that gave them pleasure. It took 
40 years of transition before they were finally able to get to the promised land. And I say it took 40 years of transition before they were finally able to get to the promised land. Their mindset had to change drastically. And, and watch it. Eventually, the mindset change came through their children who didn't know much about Egypt that they, they really allowed um, the, that, that was what allowed the Israelites to get them into the land of promise where God was taking them. The mindset changed. So some, watch it now, some were still focused on the good times, even though they were in transition. Because they didn't know where they were going, there were no parents to teach them, which I'm talking about the young ones now, because the parents are gone, they willingly relied on God and on his servant, Joshua. And it took the recognition that God had to lead them out and their willingness to follow him through Joshua, their new leader, for them to be ready to enter the promised land. Yes, Sister, uh, Sister Fatima, he said that a change of mindset can detour your path. Yes, as a matter of fact, that's in, in a good way or in, in a bad way. If, if the Lord is leading you in one direction, your mind and your mind is in another direction, your change of mindset will lead you in the wrong path. But if the Lord is calling you and you recognize that you've got to change, then that will lead you, oh, hallelujah, in the right path. Amen. So I want to get back to us today because I used the children of Israel um, as, as an example of, you know, what we, are, what we are looking at doing, coming out. And the question would be, what now? Oh, hallelujah, praise God, Sister Fatima, amen. So here's the thing. Just as with the Israelites, we need to remember Okay, remember I had my three points, so let me go to point one. This period of trouble will surely end. Be mindful, though, that we need patience for God to begin the process of unraveling the entanglements that we came through for us to be at this point today. There was a lot of stuff that happened, and it was a lot of entanglement you know, if it wasn't one thing, it's another, and, and just trying to keep us all off guard. And perhaps we've become so used to things like the masks, the sanitizers, the social distancing, that we are wondering whether it will ever end. You know, today we were at the service. Some of us were wearing masks, some were not. I was wearing mine, you know, and, but I had to keep in mind, this too shall pass. You know, we have things like questioning about the vaccines. I heard pastor today talking about the vaccines and, and you know, now that it's been offered to the younger people, um, there are more younger people in the, in, in the hospital now than the older ones. So, you know, it's, it's questions about the vaccines. We've become so used to all of these things. Opening up the, of the businesses even, the question is, well, how do we know who is vaccinated or not? You'll hear these questions. So we still, our mind is still focused on the, 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 the vaccination, the pandemic and, and all of this. Um, how about the return to work? Those who are going back into the office after 15 months being off, you know, there's some return to work policies um, and, and, you know, some, some are questioning, can I really spend eight hours in an office with others with only a mask as my protection? you know, as my defense. There are so many things that we are so still focused on, but we have to remember that we are still going through the trials of the pandemic. We see the light, but the fact is that we are still going through. And James reminds us in uh, James chapter one, and I'm gonna read verses two to four, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, 
because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That was from the New International Version. The trials are not over, and that's why we are still going through. Yes, Minister Moon, everything that happened to us, the everything, it's purposeful. You see, because we are thinking, you know, we're thinking sometimes of us when God is thinking the bigger picture. And that's what we need to be aware of. So the trials, even though you see the light, the trials are not over. But he's allowed us to persevere so far. See, the King James Version calls perseverance patience. So let us continue to remain patient. Just look at the end result of patience. I'm going to go back to it. It says, let perseverance or patience have uh, finish its work. And I think we, in King James it says, have its perfect work. So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Just look at the end result, maturity, completeness, wholeness. Why should we lack anything if we continue to look to the light? Mm. See, because here James is reassuring us that the patient waiting, that the perseverance only serves to grow us in our faith. Our maturity will manifest, I'll show you when, when the next crisis occurs. Amen. I'm going to stop there because Sister Brenda, you're saying that saying it's not over until you see things differently. Yes, because as we as we speak, we're looking at a mindset. Okay, I can continue to look at, you know, the pandemic and the news that continues, or I can continue to remind people of the light, remind people to change their trajectory to look to the light, to walk in the light, as opposed to continuing to look at the problem. You said, Minister Moon, the purpose is to give us, yes, a testimony and more than a testimony. So watch this, because listen, our maturity, I said, would be manifest when the next crisis occurs, okay? So it's that testimony, but that testimony is going to be put into practice because we've been through the experiences of that crisis, and so we will find ourselves going through the experiences of the next crisis, and don't act like there's not going to be something else going on, personal or global in our lives. Amen. So we've been through those experiences so that when the next time comes, we have greater confidence in our victory in Christ now than when we did when we went into the pandemic. So the next pandemic, or, or I, it doesn't have to be a pandemic, you know, forgive me, Lord, or the next issue that we deal with, we're going to find that we've seen what God has done before and we can walk, oh my gosh, with purpose. I like the word purpose. We can walk with purpose, amen, because we know and we understand. And there's even more than that because this patience, this perseverance, I want to show you where it's taking us according to Romans 5. Verses 1 to 5 says, since we have been justified through faith, and, and this is just leading into what I, um, the verse 3, that's the key for me. He says, um, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Watch it. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know huh, that suffering produces perseverance. Here we go again, our patience. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. 
And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. The more we know about him, the closer we get to him. Hallelujah. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. My God. See how we will develop. You know, we touched on maturity. Now we break. It's broken down. It's our character and our hope. So you see, when we realize that we've been through that thing that has been keeping us all tethered, you know, to this is happening and that's happening. Oh my God. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. We are now fortified in our faith so that we will be there. Watch it, Minister Moon, not just for that testimony, but when someone else needs us to help them through, to help pull them through. Amen. God can call on us because we now have the confidence and we say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that we have that confidence in him, that we can walk worthy of him. You see, when we get to the realization that the prison bars are open, the prison door is open, the bars that we see, you know, that are really just shadows, we will need to continue to get used to, watch it, challenging those bars. Are they real? Or are they just shadows? That's what we need to. That's where we need to be. That we, we are fortified as we continue to move in the Lord. God bless you, Sister Sandra. Praise God. You see, we have to recognize that we are no longer bound. My Lord, my Lord. You know, this the, the, the pandemic is just holding us and holding us. I, you could feel that spirit of fear at the beginning of the pandemic. And I would ask you, do you feel it the same way now than you felt it at the beginning? I don't, because I, I notice people, are, uh, you know, there's some who are being much more relaxed than they were at the beginning of the pandemic. So I'd ask that question because it's something for us to think about and recognize that God is maturing even us through this. Yes, we've been through. Yes. You see, when we get to the realization about those prison bars, oh, praise God, we'll challenge it. So when someone else comes up with something, we can stay, we can stay focused on knowing that this too shall pass. You see, we know there is light at the end of the tunnel, even though we still see darkness all around us now. And we hear a glimmer, or we see a glimmer of light here and a glimmer of light there. We have to always remember, this too shall pass. We're gonna stay focused on knowing that it will pass. We will stay focused on the light wherever we may see it. We might even have to seek it. Amen, my sister. We might have to seek the light because there's so much, you know, uh, as, as this pandemic is beginning to end, there will, there'll be so many things that will be coming up that it will seem as though we are, you know, uh, we, we are back in it, in the midst of it. And God says, look to me. Oh, praise God. Stay focused on the light wherever you're going to see it. Jesus said that he is the light of the world. We got to believe it. If we follow the light, why should our attention be split between the light and the darkness that's coming up? Because it's going to keep coming. But we're going to have to stay firm, fixed, and immovable, knowing that God is in the midst. That that's a shadow. That it's going this too shall pass. Amen. We let him guide us and we'll be out of the tunnel and we would not even know it. Amen. Understand that there is a spiritual battle still raging. We got to fix our eyes on Jesus despite what we hear, we see, we feel, or even we think. Because remember, it's our mind, a mindset that's going to change. Amen. God has kept you and me through this pandemic for a reason. Amen. Minister Moon, when you talked about the purpose, amen. He's kept us for a reason. And, you know, it may be as a testimony, as you said, 
as a witness to his goodness and his mercy, his love, his grace. It may be to strengthen us to start or even to continue in the ministry that he's ordained for us. So um, I'm going to touch on you, Minister Moon. You said, we must remember the promise of the Lord. He, praise God. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's the word. That's what he said. And so it is. Praise God. Because whatever the reason, we are still here on this side of heaven. So he has a job. He has a ministry for you. And when I say ministry, we all think of, you know, uh, the pastor or the deacon. No, no, no. He has a work of service for specially for you. Amen. On kingdom business. And I want to add that before we think it's just about us. Amen. And the point is that he has one for you. He has one for you. And he goes on and he has different people and he has this ministry. But understand this. Whatever it is, he knows the exact time to launch his mighty standing army. He's going to launch an army. Everything that he has given us to do, it's going to come to pass. And we are all witnesses, Minister Moon. Praise God. He's going to do it. You know, the song, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he will. My Lord. He knows the exact time. So, you know, we were touching on perseverance and patience. So don't get anxious. Okay. What he's been doing. Oh my God. He just showed me that, you know, when you have your, your flowers growing or your, your trees, you know, there's a lot of work being done underneath Woo! before people even see that little shoot. Oh my God. That comes out. Amen. So, so don't, don't become impatient. You know, just, we just fix our eyes on the light as I, you know, I think about the plant fixing its eyes on the light that's coming in because you get the light, you get the water and the more you get it, the more it grows. Oh, hallelujah. The more it grows. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Just don't, let's not be anxious. We're almost there. We're coming out, but it's in his time. And I want us to get this in our spirit from Romans 8, chapter, chapter 8, verses 37 to 39. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, King James says, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are more than conquerors through Jesus. And who is Jesus? the light of the world. And that was just point one we were talking about, which is that this period of trouble will surely end. There is light at the end of the tunnel. What I try to do is to, to, to break it out and bring it back together. It's going to end. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, it is going to end. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we're going to have to Make sure that we remember about that light at the end of the tunnel. Because as we, as we begin to fix on the light, here's what we will recognize. This is our point two. There will be a period of transition between the end and the new beginning. And there's some things that we have to recognize as we go along. So... What is transition anyway? Uh, you know, so I just dropped into the Oxford Dictionary and it says, it is a process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. So whether we call it a process or a period, the process lasts for a period of time. Some things may look, watch it now, in this transition, some things may look like the old. Woo! 
and other things will become unfamiliar because they are the new as the old begins to fade away and the new takes prominence. So what are we saying? We are saying that this transition is not, it's come, cut, and then something else begins. There is an overlap, there is an overlay, and this is where we have to be mindful that there can be uh, even confusion during this period, okay? Because we might be looking at the old and saying, you see, we're still, still in the pandemic, and, and the new is there, but we're not focusing because we're focusing on the darkness of the old and not the newness of the light. See, it might be a time of doubt, doubting whether this old attitude should remain. I'm talking about us now with our mindset. Doubting whether that new attitude is God-breathed. So is it the old attitude? You know, I used to do things this way. Mm, it looks like I should. I, I, you know, I, I've got to be able to get peace in my spirit to, to really, you know, admit that, yes, this old should be kept. So I can hear the Lord that he's going to say, yes, this attitude that you have, this mindset that you have, this peace, yes, re it remains. You know, a strength of character, that remains while the new is coming in. And you're not comfortable with the new because you don't know the new. You haven't been trained in the new, but you feel a little bit, you know, uncertain that things are not the way they used to be. Yeah, they're not the way they used to be. Amen. See, because that's your doubt. There's some things like fear. We know we cannot or we shouldn't revert to fear, but still fear of the unknown seems to be natural for many of us. So sometimes, watch it now, in this transition, we doubt whether God is in the midst. Yes, but still we need to look to the light throughout our transition, thanking him. Even if we don't, you know, we feel a little itchy or whatever, thank him for bringing us out even though we still see signs of the fear. Minister Moon, he said, we move from new Christian to a mature Christian, yes. And that movement is what I like to call on a continuum because it's not, it's not you know, I'm, I'm new now and I'm old tomorrow. What it is, it's, it's starting to, to move you ever so slightly, ever so slightly, you know, you are being moved and moved and moved. And when you look back, you realize that where you were um, two years ago is really not where you are now. The things you did then are really not <laughs> the things that you're doing now. Sister, Sister Sheila, you said many can't handle or like changes. That's the point. And that's why we have to kind of get it into our own psyche that we have to have this mindset change, okay? Because as we go out into, into the, the, the world, as we go out and we minister or we become witnesses, we want them to see that yes, they can have their focus. If they focus on the light, if you focus on God, the change will work because you have the confidence that what God is saying to you is, is what, he, what he will do. Amen. And as he does it, you become more confident. They see your confidence and they may start asking the question, you know, why is it? Why is it you're so calm during this period? My God, I remember one of my um, East Indian um, colleagues asked me to, you know, to have um, lunch with him one day because that was the question he needed to understand. Why am I so much at peace? There is something about me and we talked. And that's what we need to do. That's our growth, Minister Moon, yes, amen. So the, the point here is that we've got to look to Jesus, but we'll, we'll call him the light, which he is, because in 
the first in our first point we said there was light at the end of the tunnel so we're moving with the same analogy and we are looking to the light don't take your eyes off the light and we talked about thanking him even though the, you know we still have signs of fear fear of the unknown as you said sister sheila you know um I thank God for this new way. It opens my eyes. Yes, it does. And it will open our eyes, you know, because God is in the midst. Everything that has happened, God is taking care of his children during this time. So we have to thank him for taking us to this new place in him. Even though we just don't understand where he is taking us. What a strange place to be in. Yeah. But, you know, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, um, Paul is admonishing the Thessalonians and he's telling us today in everything, verse 18, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything, verse 18. And then in verse 22, he says, abstain. No, 21, he says, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Um, in the King James, it says, cling to what is good. And verse 22, he says, abstain from all appearance of evil. We've got to, but because of this, we have to be able to discern between good and evil. As we are coming into this transition, as we are beginning to see the overlap, Okay, because what God is doing is he's strengthening us underneath, but he's bringing us out. And as he brings us out, we've got to be able to remember what he has done for us during this period of darkness. What he has done, how he has strengthened us. As you said, Sister Sheila, how he's opened our eyes. Come on now, you know, oh, praise God, praise God. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because in verse 22, the New International Version, that same verse 22 is translated, reject every kind of evil. And I say, the only way for us to be able to reject the evil is to know the difference between good and evil. And the way for us to do it is through our word. We've got to stay in the word. Then we will understand. Amen. So here we're talking, still talking about the period of transition. Amen. Yes, the overlap from the old to the new. Uh, wait a minute. From the old to the new. Okay. I want to give you a couple of words of caution, though, during this transition period. And we touched on some of it. From a human perspective, from a flesh perspective, it's very easy for us to want to hold on to the old. That's what you talked about, um, Sister Sheila, when you say many can't handle or many don't like changes. It's very easy. See, we want to keep the familiar, the areas that give us most pleasure, but you know, we've got to let go. Actually, God has shown us through this pandemic that he is able to remove from us some of our old ways that did not please him. And, and, and what, what came to mind, and, and I believe this is, this is where um, I saw it, what came to mind was in, in the church sanctuaries, you know, um, because the churches were closed. So he has shown us through this that he's able to, you know, move us from the old ways. We still, most of us are still closed. Some of us are starting to come back. But the question is, what will it be when we return to the sanctuary? Will we consider doing the same things in the same way? That's the way we've done it for the past 50 years and the formula worked then and it will work now? No. Did we seek the Lord? Did we listen for his direction? He's showing us that 
the old is passed away and all things are new so just think of what God told the Hebrews through Isaiah during their restoration he says in Isaiah 43 and 19 he says behold I'm about to do a new thing something new even now it's coming do you not see it indeed I will make a way in the wilderness and, and streams in the desert. I'm going to do things differently. You don't expect to see the streams in the desert, but I'll make some streams. I'll make the way, you know, you talked about the new way. Oh, praise God. Praise God, Sister Sheila. You talked about um, the, this new way that it opened your eyes. Well, the Lord says he'll make the way in the wilderness. Right there in the wilderness, he's making the new way. I mean, that is just so awesome to see what the Lord is doing in all of our lives. I, you know, I, I just feel like, ooh, praise God, praise God, praise God. So as, as I was um, preparing this, the note of caution um, was, let us not try to resurrect a dead service or dead prayers or dead songs. God has pre been preparing us for a new level of prayer, a new level of, of uh, service. So, you know, let's not slide. Why would we think that we know more than God anyway? Oh, my Lord. So that's one thing that, that, you know, the Lord had given me as a word of caution for us. Okay, and you know it could be it, it could be New Bethel, it could be Bible way, it could be it could be anywhere where some of us are expecting to come back in in the same way. We're gonna have everything the way it was when God is saying, you know what, snip this, snip that, you know, cut this out, do this, revamp, do things a little differently. He's not asking us to go overboard, but he, he is asking us for some change. So here's another word of caution. If we didn't seek the Lord for his direction, let's not make the assumption that what we feel should be done, what, you know, those people who are advising us feel um, is what God wants for us. Um, you know, that, that that's what it is. Just like the Israelites who are coming out, but we are coming out just like them, but we don't know what we are coming into or how we will get there. Here's the thing. This is transition. We have to quiet our spirits to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is our transition piece. After all, is that not the reason he was training us during the pandemic? Would you admit that you were being trained during the pandemic? I mean, I, I know that I was being trained and I know that my sisters and my brothers in Christ who were focused on the Lord were being trained during this time, my Lord. In this transition, some of us may not even fully recognize or understand what the Lord was doing. But oh my Lord, when he brings out that mighty standing army, whoo, praise God. But here's another point that the Lord wants to make sure that we understand during this transition, okay? Transition is temporary and we cannot stay there. So let us not even think that because we are going like this, that, you know, it's gonna be the permanent. No, it's temporary. I wanna think about even our salvation. That was a transition for us from a lifestyle of sin in the world to a lifestyle of holiness in Christ. And just as we are being transformed into this new lifestyle with this new mindset, so too, watch it. Now that we are in Christ, God is transforming our attitudes into a new lifestyle that brings us closer to him. He's completing the pruning oof, of the old branches, the dead stuff. 
so that what remains is alive and well and aligned and realigned with his will. Did you hear that? Aligned with his will and realigned because some of us might have shifted this way or shifted that way. Yeah. I want to get us to John chapter 15. Um, the story about the vine and the branches and Jesus tells us, he says, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So those attitudes that really didn't have anything to do with the Lord and he allowed them for a while. Oh, snip. Mm, mm -hmm. And then he says, while every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So yes, your prayer life, you know, you pray to me. Well, let's, let me help you to step this up just a little bit more. So I'll pray. Pray a little bit more. Pray a little bit deeper. Pray a little bit differently. Amen. While we are in this stage so that now in the transition, we recognize that God was doing this for a purpose. Amen. What's the purpose? Hmm. The purpose for number three was because we are moving into uncharted territory. So in this transition, God's been working on us. He's been working on us in the, in, you know, underground. Woo! When he said, you know, come, come my children, enter into, in, into your houses and close the doors until this indignation, hallelujah, is, is passed over. Why is he saying that? Because once we enter in, it's you and me, Lord. Woo! It's you and me, Lord. And we get closer to him. But now we've gone through and we just talked about a transition. Now we are talking about as we move into the uncharted territory. You know, we're not anymore where the old and the new overlap. It's where the old fades away, all the old attitudes and the old mindsets. And now it's our new that's going forward in him. And he says, let him lead you. Let Jesus lead you. See, we've got to follow the same light we saw when we were coming out. Remember that light, that little glimmer of light that we saw amid all the stuff? We got to follow that. Don't take your eyes off him. Let us not take our eyes off Jesus. Think of when we began to see the light and there was so much darkness around us that we couldn't help but to look for the light and we saw it. Uncharted territory means that there will be many, watch it, distractions, because it's new. Many people, many places, many things, many ways that we had never seen before. But we've got to continue no matter what the distraction is, and we're looking here and looking there. No matter what that distraction is, we have to continue to look for the light and fix our eyes on it. We've got to continue to press on. You see, let's, let's just go back to Abraham. Just as he was directed by God to leave his homeland and follow God, and he said, I'll make you a father of many nations. Abraham had no specific direction. Or Lot. Lot was directed when he was in Sodom and Gomorrah to take his family away from Sodom and Gomorrah and flee to the mountains. He didn't say a specific place, no specific place. So we are being directed by the Lord to go where he has ordained us to go. Watch it, without a full script. We don't know everything. Sister Brenda, you said he's one, it's one God. And all of us, we oh, hallelujah, focus on the one God. Whether we are coming out, whether we are in the midst of this transition, or whether we are into the new, you're right. One God. One God. But here's the thing. 
if you like me, and I'm just going to say me, I'm guilty. You want to know from God when and where and how and why. You know, it, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm coming out of this. This is the way things used to be. And I see that things are all messed up now and changed. And, you know, um, there are certain things I know I, I can't do anymore. There are certain people that I had to depend on. They are no longer there because you want me to do something in a different way. There's so many, oh, hallelujah, different thing, outcomes from this pandemic. And... I think of asking the question, you know, um, how, Lord, when, Lord, where, why? But then he always reminds us of Isaiah. When Isaiah was commissioned by God to speak to the rebellious house of Israel, and we had touched on this in another broadcast, and I'm just going to read from Isaiah 6, 8 to 13. And it reads, Ah, he stand at the door. I like that, Sister Brenda. He says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Here am I. Send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. You can't go any further. You're going to hear it, but it's, it's, it's not something that will get into your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. He's telling, telling Isaiah what's going to happen. Make the heart of this people calloused. When they hear, they, they, they're just going to block you out. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. They don't want to hear anything. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Watch Isaiah. Then I said, for how long, Lord? And he said, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And I'll stop it right there. What a question, though. How long, Lord? As we're coming out, praise God, Sister Clay, as we are coming out and we are moving into a new direction. Amen? What a question. How long, Lord? How long are we going to go into this? Wait a minute. How long are we going to, going to be in the transition? And how long will, it, will we come? Will it be before we actually come out? And how long? What do you want us to do when we come out? And what a response from God. He didn't, you know, when, when someone asks how long, you would expect that it was, you know, you would hear like for two months, three months, one year, 15 months, or whatever it is. But no, he says, until really my purpose is accomplished. You see, because there is something when we come out, there's something we have to remember in our own ministries. Our commission is about God and it's about the kingdom, not about us. So as we are coming out, let us remember one, okay, this period of trouble will surely end. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There will be a transition between the end and the new beginning and Jesus has to lead us. We do not need to know where he is leading us. If you trust him, if you trust him, he will direct your path. Amen. Trust in the Lord. I mean, I, I don't know how else we need to put it, but the point is that we've been shaken up for 15 months. Okay, whatever we were doing before that, some things we're not going to do anymore as we go forward. We still don't know everything about what we're not, what we are not going to do. So we've been shaken. Now we're in this process of transition or we will be, excuse me, in the process of transition. You know, when we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but all of this, the, 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 the darkness and the stuff is still happening around us. And then the darkness become, begins to fade away. And the light grows even more. So we stay focused on the light. And we continue to go forward in him. 
not getting ahead of the Lord. Okay. The only one thing I want to say, and I, I, I pray that we will never get there, is that when I think of the period of time of, of um, the Israelites transition, when they came out of Egypt, it was 40 years. It was such that the generation that came out were not able to see the promised land, to go into the new stage. And I pray that we are not part of that rebellious nation. Amen. These, those rebellious people of that nation that God will have to skip. Oh my God, skip over us and bring our children over, teach our children. I pray that we don't have to get to that point. But so I ask the Lord as we close, even now, I ask him to open our ears that we may hear, that our ears may not be dull. Open our eyes that we may see and, and open our eyes that we may see the light and continue to intentionally follow his light all the way to where he's leading us. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. And I ask the Lord to bless each and every one of you who are on this broadcast and those who are, will hear it in the future. In the name of Jesus, oh, I'm Elder Jua of The Word Restores, and may God bless you, and may the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let Jesus lead you as we are coming out and into the new, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my brother Charles. Praise God.